All right, Jabosai, good morning. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors. So thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Shvat, Paul and Kathy Pollock, in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach, Zachariah Ben Zachariah, our Day of Learning sponsors, Sandy Hoffman, in commemoration of the yard site of her father, Mayor Hirsch Ben Shlomo Zalman, and our Dafyomi sponsors for Parak Arvi Psochen, Meishin Chavi Ibramson, dedicating the parak in the schus of the Fuh Shalema for Daniel Mayor Ben Chano. And I will say with that, let us begin. We have a really exciting uh, daf ahead of us today. I think uh, we're all excited for the for the new start of Arvei Pesachim. We have an interest, a number of interesting pieces of halacha in Yerz Hashem to go through today as well. So let's uh, let's begin. So today's daf is Kuf, daf 100. And we are picking up in Yerz Hashem on daf Kuf. We're picking up... Uh, Two, four, five lines down from the top. Remember again, we left off. We left off yesterday with the statement that the Mishnah is really is, uh, with Rafuna's interpretation of the Mishnah. So, if you remember again, Rafuna explained. We we asked the Kasha, and the Kasha was, why does the Mishnah have to say Arve Psachim Samach Lamincha Lo Yochal Adamach which tells me that I have to start. I have to stop eating. A half hour before Mincha Kitano. Right, a half hour before Mincha Kitano. Well, what we just want to point out, what we call nine hours into the day. Now, what we're really going to see is nine hours into the day means at the completion of nine hours, which really we're going to see is what the halacha calls the beginning of the tenth hour. So the Gemara said, well, why is that a unique halacha by Arve Psachim? After all, again, the Braise says, every hour of Shabbos, every hour of Yom Tiv, you have to stop eating at a half hour before Mincha Kitana. To which Rav Huna explained, no, that's only according to Rabbi Yehuda. But Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi actually normally allows you to eat all the way until nightfall. On Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos, sorry, on Erev Yom Tov, Erev Shabbos. But even Rav Yossi will agree that on Erev Pesach, you have to go ahead and stop eating at nine hours. At nine hours, a half hour before Mincha Kitana. Says the Gemara Ul Rav Huna Minecha, is this true that the Mishnah works well according to Rafuna? After all, the Ha'amra Birmi Amra Biochanon, the Tema Amra Biavo, Amra Biosi Rabbi Hanino, Halacha Krabi Huda Barev Pesach, the Halacha Krabi Osi Barev Shabbos. Yet I will say we have a statement that says, the Halacha follows Rabbi Huda on Erev Pesach, which is very beautiful, namely that on Erev Pesach you have to stop eating 30 minutes, a half hour, before Mincha Kitana, what we call at the end of nine hours into the day, but the halacha follows Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbos and Erev, and Erev Yamdiv, or Erev Shabbos. So I will say, so interestingly enough, the fact that we phrase it this way, so the Gemara says, Halacha Krabi Yudabarev Pesach, Mechlal Depligi Rabbi Yossi Betarvaihu. And I will say, now, the fact that we say that the halacha follows Rabbi Hudan Erev Pesach and Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbos tells us that what? Sounds like, what is it saying? What is it saying? That Rabbi Yossi disagrees on Erev Pesach as well. That not only, not only does Rabbi Yossi say that you could eat until nightfall on Erev Shabbos and Erev Yom Tif, but it sounds like Rabbi Yossi holds that you could eat until nightfall on Erev Pesach as well. To which the Gemara says, "Lo, no, 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 that is not true." Rabbi Yossi agrees that halacha lamaisa, you must stop eating at nine hours in, at the end of nine hours on erev Pesach. So I will say, so what's the machlokis? Listen to this: Lo halacha 
Michlad the Pligi Bahaf Saka. So we'll say this is fascinating. The Gemara says no. However, there is, so here's what we know. Both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Osi will agree that on Erev Pesach, you really have to, st- you can't eat, you can't eat from, not from the end of nine hours of the day and on. Right? We'll call it a half hour before Mincha Kitana. That everyone's going to agree with. There is, however, a Machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and Erev Pesach. And what is that Machlokis? That Machlokis is regarding a concept called Hafsaka. Now, Hafsaka, Rabbi Yossi, means stopping. Now, now what, what, what does this refer to? Take a look. So the Gemara goes out here. This Sanya. Mafsikin L'Shabasos. David Rabbi Yehuda. Supposed to listen to this case. So what about the following situation? What happens if Halacha Lamaisa, you began eating a meal beheter? Right? So let's say I started my meal. Oh, it does, we'll see. Oh, let's say on Erev Shabbos. I started eating my meal on Erev Shabbos at a time where everyone agreed it was permissible to eat. But now Shabbos comes, or Shabbos is coming. What is my obligation regarding stamping that suda? See, here we go. So the Sanya, Mafsikin la Shabbosos. You have to stop for Shabbos. And I will say, take a look at the Rashbam for just a moment. It's in the wider lines of the Rashbam, about six lines in Mafsikin the Shabbosos. Im Hischel Suda, so Beheter called him Hamincha, if you began your Suda in a permissible way, before Mincha time. Via Ochav, Holik Achetach Shach, and now you're continuing your Suda up until nightfall. I feel Rabbi Huda Mafsik Suda. So now listen to this. So Mafsigimar says, Mafsikin the Shabbosos. So also Rabbi Huda holds that halacha lamaisa, even if you began your meal, this is Erev Shabbos, even if you began your meal on Erev Shabbos, at a time that it was permitted to eat, but now Shabbos is coming, you have to shut it down. You got to stop the meal. Rabbi Yossi no, if you began the meal beheter, even though Shabbos is coming, you don't have to stop the meal. Now, what you do in that meal, contribution, you'll see in just a moment. You're both saying, now watch this. This is incredible. And it's the timing of this Gemara, the timing of this Gemara is actually quite amazing as well because this was a very popular topic for this past Erev Shabbos about having a Suda on Friday afternoon that would go into Shabbos Kodesh. So watch this. Listen to this story. There was an episode of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Rabbi Yossi, Shaim Subin Ba'ako. They were sitting together having a meal in Akko. The Kiddish Alehem Ayo. Now both say, they're having a meal on Friday afternoon. They began it beheter, right? They began it in a time when it was permitted. And what happens now? Shabbos is starting. Amrali Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, Rabbi, Ritzon Chanafsik Venecho Shaliv Rabbi Yudas. Both I watched this story. So Rabbi, do you think maybe we should stop our suuda in deference to the opinion of Rabbi Huda? Those are fighting words because remember again, Rabbi Huda is the disputant of Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Shimon Gamil is sitting with his Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi. They started a meal beheter at a permitted time. Now Shabbos is coming. Rabbi Shimon Gamil says to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, do you think maybe we should stop the suuda? Like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Chizikimar says, Amr lo. So Rabbi Yossi did not take this well. Bechol yom v'yom, at mechavev devarai lifnei Rabbi Yehuda. Every single day, you accept my words over Rabbi Yehuda's words. The achshav at mechavev devarai Rabbi Yehuda befanai. 
And now, at a Suda at which I am a participant, you want to adopt the position of Rabbi Yehuda over me, because most remember again, current Rabbi Yossi, current Rabbi Yossi, what would you be able, what, what's the halach? If you started a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos, what do you have to do once Shabbos starts? Current Rabbi Yossi? Nothing, you don't have to do anything, just keep going. Just, just keep going. So now Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, maybe we should stop. It's Shabbos about to start. So Rabbi Yossi says, every single day, you adopt my position of Rabbi Yehuda. And now, at a meal with me, you want to adopt Rabbi Yehuda over me? Listen to this, Rabbi Yossi. Hagam lechvosh es hamalkaimi babayis. Rabbi says, now this is the passage from Megillah Sester. Remember again, this is when at the second party, Esther reveals the fact that it's Achazer, that she, first of all, that she's Jewish, that Haman wants to kill out her people. I remember again, this Achazer storms out of the room. He comes back and Haman had fallen on top of Esther. So Achashverosh comes back and it looks like, it looks like, Achash, excuse me, it looks like Haman is trying to have his way with Esther. So Achashverosh says to Haman, are you trying to conquer the queen with me in the, in the same room? So it's interesting. So, so Ravi Yossi uses this same Lushen, uses this same Lushen, ultimately again with Rabbi Shimon Gamil. To say, I'm sitting here at the Suda, and you know my position. You want to adopt the position of Rabbi Huda over me? So I'm really in came. Also, I just want to point out something amazing. Some of the Rishonim bring down that when was this Suda happening? I both say, when was this Suda happening? It was Erev Pesach, which was also Purim. That's why he quoted the Pasuk from the Megillah. We'll say, isn't this incredible? The timing of this is absolutely incredible. Three days after, three days? Yeah, three days. Three days after Purim. Three days after Purim. We'll say. So some say, they're, what are they doing? They began their Suda, Erev Shabbos, in a permitted time. They were going into Shabbos. Rabbi Shikon says, Rabbi, maybe we should stop, because Rabbi Huda says you should stop at the onset of Shabbos. Rabbi, Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, stop. You know my position. You don't have to stop. You can keep on eating. You want to go and adopt Rabbi Huda's position right here at my Suda? Hagam chvoshes hamakai mi babayis. Rabbi Shikon says, Rabbi, you're right. We're not stopping for anything. Right? Let's, let's keep going. Because there was another concern. The Pashtos, especially if this was the Purim Suda, there were other people around. There were Tamidim, other students. Now Rabbi Shemuel says to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, you know what? You're right. Because the truth is, if we stop, if we stop, what's going to happen? Everyone's going to see that we're stopping at the onset of Shabbos. And if they see us stopping at the onset of Shabbos, whose opinion is that? Whose opinion is that? That's Rabbi Huda. And the Talmudim are going to see, oh, you see that even Rabbi Yossi retracted his opinion. And Rabbi Shigamil also supports, everybody supports the position of Rabbi Huda. And that is how we are going to establish Allah Chabosai. By the way, su- such an incredible Yusot also. This is not just true for Talmudim Chachamim. This is true for anyone who serves in the capacity as a parent. Right? Re- remember again, every single thing you do for your child becomes Halacha Lamaisa. Right? Shami Yikvu Halacha Lidoros. Whether we realize it or not, the things that we do become Halacha for our children Lidoros. The way they see us handle stress, the way they see us approach Yiddishkeit, the way they see us maintain our marriage, the way they see us maintain our homes, the ethics and morality we bring to business, and the way we interact with other Jews, all of that becomes halacha ledoros for our children. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, Amru, lozazum isham, at halacha They did not get up from the suda 
until they also established and taught publicly that the halacha in fact follows Rabbi Yossi, namely that halacha lamaisa, when you begin a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos, they both say, now it's not really a chiddush, because remember Rabbi Yossi, there's two halachas over here. Rabbi Yossi holds that you could eat, you could, you could eat already again, on a regular Erev Shabbos, regular Erev Yamtiv, right? That's, that, so Rabbi Yossi holds three things. Rabbi Yossi's regular Erev Shabbos, regular Erev Yamtiv, you can eat until nightfall. That's Aleph, right? Here on Erev Pesach, he will agree with Rabbi Huda, namely, that you must stop eating from the end of the ninth hour, what we call the beginning of the tenth hour, a half hour before, Mincha Kitana. Fine. What's happening over here is Rabbi Yossi holds that if you began a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos, you do not have to stop once Erev Shabbos comes. You could continue to eat. Rabbi Huda, on the other hand, seems to hold that halach lamaisa, halach lamaisa, you really can't eat on Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos, or Erev Yom Tif, for that matter, from the, from the beginning, from the end of nine hours and on. Furthermore, Rabbi Huda holds that even on Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tif, if you began a meal beheter, once Shabbos starts, you have to shut down the meal. So I will say it's interesting because the Yemar seems to indicate here who does the halacha follow. What does it sound like from the story? Who does the halacha follow? Rabbi Yossi. That's what it sounds like, right? They literally did not get up from the meal, or if it was Purim, maybe they couldn't get up from the meal. Right? They literally did not get up from the meal until they established that the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi. I just want to point out over here, it's also amazing. You see from here also... What it means, I mean, this is a little bit late for this year, but it's almost Purim, so we're getting ready for Purim early. You know, so what it also means to have a real Simchas Purim. If this was, according to Rishonim, a Purim Suda, we'll say, so a Purim Suda is one of Kiddusha. That ultimately, you see, what are they doing at the Purim, what are they doing at the Purim Suda? They're deciding Halacha Ladoros. Halacha Ladoros, that... That's what the simcha of a Purim Suda is. It's, it's not, it's not foolishness. It's not, it's not, it's not ridiculousness. That is ultimately, again, dvarim shebek dusha. It's Torah, it's tefillah. So that, that's what they're doing at the Purim Suda. Now, Boston, I watch this. Says the Gemara. I'm Rabbi Shmuel. We have a, now, again, I still owe you a number of pieces of, uh, okay, of, of halacha over here. Fine. Well, so now watch this. I'm Rabbi Shmuel. We'll say this is incredible. So Rabbi Yehuda's name is Shmuel. In halacha, lok Rabbi Yehuda, velok Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Yossi, amazingly enough, Rabbi Yehuda says the name is Shmuel. The halacha does not follow any of the aforementioned opinions. The halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda, nor is the halacha like Rabbi Yossi. Meaning what, Rabbi Yossi? So what do you do if on Erev Shabbos, you started a meal beheter, so again, you started, again, Rabbi say before, before, ten hour, before nine hours into the day, you started beheter, and now Shabbos is coming. What do you do? Allah, Pores Mapa Umekadish. Rabbi said, this is incredible. This is Mamish, like this was the most popular sugya of this Purim. So what do you do? Pores Mapa Umekadish, which Rabbi said literally means you spread out a cloth over your table and you make Kiddush. Now, now, what, now let's, let's analyze a bit. So it says the Gemara. So let's take a look at Rashbam for just a moment. So Rashbam says, it's, it's all the way down. If you look in Tulsa, Shayim Subin, right across there. So this is very interesting. According to Rabbi Huda, according to Rabbi Huda, when Rabbi Huda says that if you began a meal, Beheter, on Erev Shabbos, and now Shabbos is coming. Shabbos is coming. So Shabbos came. So according to Rabbi Huda, he says, Mafsikin. So the Rashbam says, interesting, what does Mafsikin mean? 
you remove the table. Akira Shochan, Rabosai. We're going to see this theme over and over. When they used to eat, they had individual tables. That's how they had. So according to the the Mafsikin means you remove everybody's table. You remove the individual table. So now comes along Rabbi Yehuda, comes along Rabbi Yehuda, comes along Shmuel and says, the Alocha doesn't follow Rabbi Yehuda, but the Alocha also doesn't follow Rabbi Yossi. What does Rabbi Yossi say? Rashbam says, Da'amar, Eintarak lahaf seklal, We'll say, I just want to point out, this is fascinating, because this is the rest of Rabbi Yossi's shita. So we'll say, what does, so how does Shabbos look like? According to Rabbi Yossi, right? What does Rabbi Yossi say? So if you began a meal beheter on Erev, it's fascinating, fascinating. You began a meal beheter, you began a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos. Now Shabbos comes. So according to, Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you shut down the meal, you remove the table, you make Kiddush, Hamotzi, and start a meal again, a new Shabbos meal. According to Rabbi Yossi, I'll say, what do you do once Shabbos comes? Nothing. Finish off your meal, finish off your meal whenever you feel like finishing it, recite Birkas Hamazon, bench, and then you make a Kiddush. And then that's Rabbi Yossi. So comes along Shmuel and says the halacha doesn't follow either of those positions. Who does the halacha follow? A new position, Rabbi Yossi, called Pores Mapa Umekadesh. Now look at the Rashbam. This is incredible. Ella Pores Mapa Alamachal Kedin Kol Shabbosos Hashana Sheviu Lechem Hashulchan Kodem Kiddush. Rabbi Yossi, now what does this mean? You literally spread a cloth on top of the table. On top of the table. Then I will say now the Rashbam says, we know this idea of Pores Mapa because we do this every week. What do we do this with? We do this with the Chalas, right? We cover the Chalas on the table at the time we make Kiddush. Now I will say we're going to see over here, we often assume that why do we cover the Chalas? Right? Right. right, so either two reasons, either again, Zecher Laman, right, because the Man, right, Lechemishner was there for the Man, and ultimately the Man was covered by dew on the bottom and on the top. That's why you have to have something under your Chala, and something on top of your Chala. Chala shouldn't sit on the table, should be something underneath it for that symbolism. But also because we have a Bracha issue, because technically speaking, the Bracha of Hamotzi ultimately comes before the Bracha of Hagafen. So as the Gemara says, Shlo, we're going to say that there's another reason for it. The other reason for it is because Kiddush has to be the first thing that occurs on Shabbos and the food is only supposed to come out to the table after Kiddush is made. That demonstrates that the Sauda that is being served is only being served out Shabbos. That's what the Rashbam is operating over here with. So I'm now watch this. He says, For example, if you brought your challah to the table before Kiddush, what do you do? You go and you cover it. Kiddush, come on, as we're going to see in just a little bit. I'm a base over here. So now watch this. Now Shmuel suggests that if your suda goes into Shabbos, what you need to do is as follows. When Shabbos starts, you literally put a cloth over the entire table. Cover all of the food. Go ahead then, make Kiddush. And then you can continue with your suda. But what that does is it transforms the entire suda into a suda's Shabbos. So I'll we'll say back to the Gimara. Ini, 
Is that true? Is that true that this process works? That if you're, if you have a suda, that's worth it. Now again, I just want to point out in this case, my suda started in a permitted fashion. It's now running into Shabbos. So again, now Shmuel is suggesting spread out, a, stop the suda, spread out a cloth, make kiddush, uncover the suda. Tada! Now this is your Shabbos suda, and continue. But yet we learned that the same way that you stop for Kiddush, you also stop for Havdalah. So the Gemara says, so, so now, what, now what does this mean? I both say, remember again, whenever we see a Lashon of Mafsikin, we just saw it's about Yehuda, the Pashas, what does Mafsikin mean? What does Mafsikin mean? Akira Sashokhan, the removal of the table. My Mafsikin. Lavla Kira Sashokhan. Rabbi says, so remember again, this is, because this goes back to Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda holds halacha lamaisa. What, what happens if you started a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos? And now again, Shabbos comes. Shabbos comes. Salacha lamaisa. What do you do? Rabbi Huda says, Mafsikin. And Mafsikin, we translate it as meaning, you literally remove the table. See, here I have a brysa that says, again, Kashem Shemafsikin Lekiddish, Kach Mafsikin Lehavdallah. Does that not mean that if you began a meal beheter on Erev Shabbos and Shabbos comes, you can't just be porous mapa. Spreading out the cloth is not enough. You have to remove the table, make Kiddush, and then move this, bring the table back. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Low the mapa. No, no. And mafsikin could also just mean porous mapa umakadish. It could just mean that all you have to do is cover, stop eating, stop eating, cover the food, cover the meal, Make Kiddush, and then you could uncover and continue. So we'll see, now watch this. Great story. Rabbi Barafuna, Ikla Labe Reish Galusa. So Rabbi Barafuna went to the house of the Reish Galusa. Aisu Tacha Kameh. They brought a table out before. And they're saying, this is not our case. This is a different case. If you look at the Rashbam for just a moment, see the Rashbam, Ikla, you see there, Ashbam, it's the first wide line. So we'll say, here's the story. So we'll say, so I just want to be clear. Up until now, we've been dealing with the case of Poris Map on Makadesh that we started with was a case where you began eating on Erev Shabbos, Beheter, in a permitted fashion, your meal extended into Shabbos. So again, remember, we have three approaches. We'll say, how do you deal with a meal that began on Erev Shabbos and now goes into Shabbos? Three approaches. Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda says, Mafsik, which means what? Akira Sashokhan. We'll say, got to be clear on this. You have to be clear on this. Right? So you can write it down if you need to. So Rabbi Huda says, again, Mafsikin, clear away the table. Rabbi Yossi, nothing. nothing. Just keep going. And Shmuel, Pores Mapa Umakadish. Well, you gotta remember these three because this is gonna, we're gonna need this for a little bit. Shmuel, and Shmuel says, Pores Mapa Umakadish, right? Those are the three sheetas we have. This is a different case now, but we're gonna see it's gonna, it's gonna reference back. Rabbah Baraf, Baraf, Baraf Huna is going to the house of the Reish Kalusa. Now, both say they weren't eating before Shabbos, right? They came home from Shul. They came home from Shul. Now, look at the Rashbam. First white line. Rabbah Baraf Huna, Eklala Beresh Kalusa. He went to the Asadesh Kalusa. There was no meal on Erev Shabbos. They come out from Shul. Now, they come out from Shul. Come from Shul. Already, they get home, it's nightfall. 
So what happened? Before they made Kiddush, before they made Kiddush, they brought, the, 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 the servants brought out the tables with food. This is before Kiddush. So we'll see something. Sorry, let, let, let me go back to this right for just a moment. So keep, keep your finger on that, Rashibam. They brought out the table before him. He spread a cloth over the table. Vikidesh. And then he made Kiddush. So now back to the Rashbam. So to fill in the blanks in this story, Rabbi Rafun went to the house of the Reish Kalusa for Shabbos. They, came, they went to Shul. They came home from Shul. And before they made Kiddush, the table with the lechem, with the bread, was already brought out. So what did Rabbi Rafun do? He spread a cloth over the table and he went ahead and then made Kiddush. V'achrakach Kiddush. Now, this is very interesting. So ultimately, again, Rabbah would have preferred, Rabbah would have preferred that Halacha Lamaisa, they would have not brought out the Lechem at all. Rabbi would have preferred that no food would have been brought out until after Kiddush. But once they brought out the lechem, Rabbi went ahead and covered up the lechem. Now, I will say, if you skip a few lines down in that Rashbam, skip a few lines down, you see the taima, you see where I am in the Rashbam? If you're in the wide lines of the Rashbam, it's two, four, six, eight, nine lines. And I will say, very important piece. The time it appears with Sheiltos Ravachaygon, the parshas of Yishma Yisrael, the Kasev Buhachi, Ukruve Tacham Mikamed LaKadosh, the Kedusha the Shabbosa, Lo Mekarvinon. It's really better not to bring out your table with food before Kiddush. Food should not be brought out until after Kiddush. My time, or what's the reason? Kihechi the Tesi Seuda. This is what I mentioned before. Because we want to show, it's important to demonstrate that the Seuda that I'm having is only coming out of deference because of the beauty of Shabbos. So I'll say, how do you demonstrate that your Seuda is Dafka because of Shabbos and not just stamp Friday night dinner? How do you do that? By only bringing out the food after Kiddush. You see, if the food is there beforehand, then it could be it's Friday night dinner. And it happened to also make Kiddush on Friday night dinner. By waiting to bring out the food until after Kiddush is made, I demonstrate that this meal is dafka, a result of Shabbos Kodesh. So, but however, if the food was already brought out, you don't have to take it off the table. So what do we do? Allah. Pores alav mapa umekadesh. Shabbos says, this is incredible. So the Shiltos brings down that Allah we don't want, don't bring out food to the table before you make Kiddush. Because we want to show, we want to show, and I will say, Pashtos, this is referring to Chalos also. It's re- it seems to me it's referring to everything. We'll distinguish a little bit. It's referring to everything. Because why? I want to show that the meal is happening as a result of Shabbos Kodesh. So the way to do that is nothing on the table, Kiddush. And then the food comes out. That shows that the food that comes out is attached to the Kiddush I just made. But says the Rashbam, but if you did bring out the food, you don't have to go out and bring everything back. Rather, what do you do? Pores, mapo, makadish. Just cover it up. Cover it up. The sanya, the shavin shin, mavinas, ashokhan, ala imkin kiddish. Bemhevi, pores, alav, mapo, makadish. 
And therefore, also going back to our previous case, because remember again, as I mentioned, Rabba's case, Rabba's case is not our previous case. Our previous case, you were eating on Erev Shabbos, and now Shmuel suggested all you need to do is Paris Mapa Makadish. Going back to the previous case, so therefore, again, if you started your meal Erev Shabbos, and then you'll continue into Shabbos, Paris Mapa Makadish, Umitamze, Nago Lifros Mapa Lelechem, so we'll say, this is incredible. Says the Sheiltos, this is why we cover the challah. This is why we cover the challah. The reason we cover the challah, interestingly enough, the Sheiltos brings down, is not a din in brachas. It's a din that really the challah shouldn't be there. Really the challah shouldn't be there. Why? Because nothing should really be on the table, says the Rashbam, ultimately again, until after Kiddush is made. But the chal is there. Now the truth is we'll see. The chal is really there for a, another reason. The chal is there because the presence of the chal signifies Kiddush b'makom su'uda. The presence of the chal indicates to us that the su'uda is going to happen over here and Kiddush has to happen where we're going to. We're going to see this sugya also. But the, so let's just take it for now. The chal really shouldn't be there. So how do I deal with the fact that the chal really shouldn't be there? I cover it. So we'll say it turns out that there are in fact three reasons to cover the chalas on Shabbos. So number one is Zecher Laman, the metaphorical significance. Number two, Shlogir HaPas Beboshto, which we'll discuss as well. The bread, so to speak, shouldn't be embarrassed. There's a bracha issue. Hamotzi really comes before Agafen by covering it. It's kilo, it's not there. But interestingly enough, none of those are mentioned over here. Here, the primary reason I really cover the chalas is because why? It's because why? I will say why? They really shouldn't be there. They really shouldn't be there. Ultimately, food should not really come to the table until after Kiddush is made. The chalas are already there. So the way I deal with that ultimately is by going ahead and covering up the chalas. So back to the Gemara. Back to the Gemara. So therefore, the, what, hap- what happened with Rabbah? So Rabbah Rafuna went to the house of the Reish Galusa for Shabbos. He comes back from Shul. They brought out the table first. What did they do? Paras mapa v'kidesh. So Rabbi said, ah, the table's not really supposed to be here. Fine, let's just spread a cloth over the table and then we'll make kiddish. Tanya Namayachim writes that supports this. V'shavin shin mevines ha-shulchan ele'im ken kiddish. You really should not bring out the table on Shabbos unless you first make kiddish. V'im hevi pores mapa u'mekadesh. And if you did bring out the table ultimately again before kiddish, you spread a cloth over the table and then you make Kiddush. So we'll say, Siddhi Gemara says, Tani Chada, Shava Shein Maskilin. So we'll say, we have two different, uh, two different opinions. One opinion says, Tani Chada, uh, I'm sorry, Tani, Tani Chada, Shava Shein Maskilin. So one, one, one Bryce says that both Rabbi Yud and Rabbi Yossi agree that you should not begin. And one opinion says that they both agree you can begin. So what's going on over here? So Bishlam So the Brisa that says that they agree that you can't begin. That could be Erev Pesach. As I was remember again, both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi agree that you cannot begin a meal on Erev Pesach from the end of nine hours and on. Rabbi right? everyone agrees with that. In fact, that halacha, just I'll tell you right now, is codified in Shulchan Aruch. Simon Tov Ayin Alif Sif Alif Aser Milachal Pas Misha Asiris Ulamayla Kadeshi Yocham Matzah Lete Avon. You are not allowed to eat. The, you know the Shulchan Aruch calls it pas, but really what it means, you're not allowed to eat anything of significance 
from the beginning of the 10th hour, which is the end of nine hours, half hour before Mincha Kitana. You cannot eat anything, you really should not eat anything of significance, ultimately, again, from the end of the ninth hour and on. Shulchan Aruch goes on, you can eat a little bit of peros, a little bit of yurakos, a little bit of, of vegetables, some fruit, but nothing of substance. Everyone agrees. That's Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda, that Erev Pesach, from the end of nine hours and on, we try to avoid eating anything. Watch this. And the Hadisanya, Shavan Shemaschilanemas. But I will say the Braissa that says Rabbi Yosef Yehuda agreed that you can begin a meal. What is that referring to? If we say that what? If you say that it's talking about Erev Shabbos, that's not true. They disagree. Because remember, Rabbi Yehuda agrees that really you can't begin a meal even when, even from the end of nine hours, not on a regular Erev Shabbos. Rabbi Yossi says you can eat until nightfall. Lokasha kan kodim tisha kan tisha. So we'll say ultimately, again, it depends when you're starting. Even Rabbi Huda will agree that if you began a meal before nine hours of the day, you're, that is permitted. That is permitted, right? So everyone will agree that if you began a meal before nine hours, that's mutter. Now remember, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda will disagree about what? about what happens once you get to Shabbos, but everyone agrees that you can go ahead and begin a meal on Erev Shabbos and on Erev Yom Tiv before nine hours. So the Gemara says, so I'm sorry, let me, let me finish this. So the Gemara says, I, Elohadisan, Yishav Shemaskilin Emas, Inim of Erev Shabbos, Hamiflag Pligi. So we'll say, but Rabbi Hud Rabbi Yossi both disagree on Erev Shabbos. No, Lokasha, Kan Kodim Tisha, Kan Laachar Tisha. But say ultimately, the Machlogis in Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Yossi is only if you begin, only beginning a meal after the beginning of the 10th hour, after nine full hours. Rabbi Huda says, Asr, Rabbi Yossi says, Mutter. But everyone will agree that one is permitted to go ahead and begin a meal prior to the 10th hour of the day. It's good. So I'll say, so that, so essentially what we have is as follows. Let's try to close out a couple of things over here. So I'll say we have everyone agreeing on Erev Pesach that Talocha is, we try not to eat from the beginning of the 10th hour on. After nine complete hours of the day, i.e. a half hour before Mincha Kitana, don't eat. Don't eat. For sure, don't eat anything substantive. For sure, no meal. Everyone agrees with that in order that one goes into Pesach with an appetite. Erev Shabbos, we're going to still going to discuss. We see two other machloksim. Other machlokis is Rabbi Osai again, what do I, so now machlokis and Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tiv. Rabbi Osi says you can eat the whole day up until nightfall. Rabbi Huda says no, Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach is just like, I'm sorry, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tiv is just like Erev Pesach only until the 10th hour. Okay, everyone, however, does agree that on Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach, if you're beginning your meal, I'm sorry, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tiv. If you're beginning your meal before the ninth hour, that's mutter. Fine. So now the next area of contention is, I began a meal in a permitted time, and now it's coming to Shabbos. What do I do now? So let's go through our shitas again. Rabbi Yossi says, what do I do? Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. Right? And again, remember me, keep going. Finish your meal. And at the end of the meal, then what? Then what? Then bench, then kiddush. Amazing. Rabbi Huda says, shut it down. Shut it down. Akira sashulchan. You have to take away the table. Shmuel says, Poris mapa umekadish. Right? You spread out a cloth over the table, make kiddish, and then continue with your suda. It appears that the Gemara seems to favor, seems to favor Shmuel's position of Poris mapa umekadish. Likes that idea. Rashbam quotes the Sheilto, so brings down. That ideally, we don't have anything at the table. Even the chalice that we have at the table, we keep covered. I'll also just point out over here, 
something something very interesting. Um, if you take a look at Tosas for just a moment, so let, let's spend a few moments. The remaining time that we have, I want to spend on this Poris Mapa Sugya, just for a bit, just to get a little bit of interesting Allah Lamaisa over here. If you look at Tosas, Tosas writes, Vishabin Shin Mavina Sashokan Ella Imken Kidesh. Just remember again, we start from the story of Rabbi Barachano, that ideally we don't want to bring out our table until after, until after I've made Kiddush. So Tosas writes, Vahada Amin Bechal Kisve, Matsa Shokan Aruch Malach Tov Omer. So it was. This is interesting because the Gemara Masech Shabbos seems to indicate that it is a good thing to walk into your home and have the Shabbos table set, right? And when the Shabbos table is set and the Malach comes out, that's a good thing. Tosa says the Malach likes it when your table is set somewhere else. But the ideal is you don't bring in a set table with food until after you've made Kiddush. Now look what Tosa says. So Tosa says, you know, this whole idea of setting your table in another location and then bringing it in after Kiddush works beautifully when? Works beautifully when you have small tables. Right? But our tables are big. So what am I going to do? I'm going to set my table in the kitchen and then carry it in afterwards. So Tulsa says, therefore, today what we do is we do pores mapo. So if there's food on the table, says Tulsa's, chalus on the table, we just simply cover everything up. So Tulsa goes on. He says, he says, lefros mapo lekadish vatam eforish v'shiltos kihechi detesi sudosa biyakra de shabsa. Shabbos says, now Tulsa's calls the same thing at Rashbah, the same shiltos that the reason we don't want the food on the table until after Kiddush is because we want to make it clear that the food is coming als Shabbos. That it's a Suda Shabbos, not Friday night dinner. And therefore, if the food is on the table before Kiddush occurs, it looks like Friday night dinner. So therefore, the ideal is no food on the table. If the challah is there, you keep it covered. Kiddush, and then bring the food out. So both say, this is indeed the halach and the shulchan aruch. So the shulchan aruch writes as follows. He says, this is in Reish Ayin Aleph Siv Dalit Hukos Shabbos. Reish Ayin Aleph Dalit. Aser lit om klum kodem sheikadesh afilu mayim. So both say, you can't eat anything before Kiddush once Shabbos has started. Vafilu hischil mi ba'od yom. And even if you started your meal beheter, Friday afternoon. You started in Yilbehantar Friday afternoon, and now it's Shabbos. Tzarach l'hafsik shepores mapa umekadesh. So we'll see, you have to stop. So, we, we, so interestingly enough, the way we paskin, out of the three shitos we mentioned, when you started in Yilbehantar, and now it's Shabbos, we quoted a three-way machlokis. So we'll say very important for a three-way machlokis. We quoted it again. Shmuel, Rabbi Huda, sorry, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, and Shmuel, we paskin like Shmuel. What do you do when you started your meal beheter and now it's Shabbos? Pores, Mapa, Umekadesh. That's what we do, Abosai. We go ahead, we stop the meal. We stop the meal, cover ultimately again everything in the meal, make Kiddush, and then uncover the food. And by doing that, it shows that the food now is coming al Shabbos. Okay, so we'll say, so there, there are other details. There's a whole discussion over here. Exactly, exactly what happens. Does one recite another Birkas Hamazon? We're not going to get into that right now. We have a 
little bit of time until uh, until this happens. Maybe it's the next time for Purim. But I, both say, but I just want to point out something very interesting. So I want to share with you what I think is absolutely incredible. So Rav Herschel Schechter quotes in his Sefer Pinini Harav an incredible story with Rabbi Soloveitchik. So li- listen to this episode. So I'm going to read it to you. He says, Harbe Pame, I'll tell you this outside. So the, uh, the, the, apparently the story goes like this, that the, the RCA, the Rabbinical Council of America, used to have like these, these weekends, and they always used to invite Rabbi Soloveitchik to come for, for, the, for the weekends. And ultimately, again, he says, So Rabbi Soloveitchik always refused. He said, you know, I don't, uh, I prefer to be home for Shabbos. So fine. One year, the story goes that they finally prevailed upon him to come for Shabbos. So what happens? He agreed. Listen, listen to this story. So Friday night, right, they finish Kalal Shabbos, they come into the dining room. What happened? It's very common in a, when you go into a dining with a catered meal. What was that on the table? Food. You go out, there's chalos on the table, the fish platter is on the table, the condiments are on the table. Rabbi Salavechik, Rabbi Salavechik said, my gosh, this is the Rabbinical Council of America. This is the Rabbi Shabbaton. Right? This is the Mephora Shadin in the Gemara. You're not allowed to do this. That's the Tosas we just read. Sorry, Salvechik said, this is not Talocha. Talocha's food should not be on the table until after Kiddush is made. And the Rav made the waiters remove all of the food off the table before Kiddush. So what's this? Now listen to this. So he says, Then he turned to the Rabbanim who pressured him to come to the Shabbaton. And he said, Didn't I tell you that it's better not to invite me to the Shabbaton? Right? Didn't I tell you that it's better just to leave it alone? So the, actually the story goes on. Rabbi Salavajik, I don't know where this took place. Rabbi Soloveitchik realized afterwards that ultimately, again, he, re- he realized afterwards that the waiters were Jewish. And so he felt very bad that he made the Jewish waiters do more work. And had he realized that the waiters were Jewish, ultimately, again, he would have, he would have, he would have just been Paris Mappa. But as Mara said, I left it alone. Rabbi said, the reason I'm telling you this is very important because this, I think, comes up a lot of times in people's homes. Because sometimes people preset the table with things. You are not supposed to have any food on your table before Kiddush. Now again, we'll discuss, we have the chalas on our tables. We have the chalas on our tables. But, but again, you're not supposed to have dips. You're not supposed to have your tray with pickles. You're not supposed to have your, your fish. Nothing is supposed to be on the table before Kiddush. Chalas, I just want to point out, I'm going to say, even chala, even chala, you see Tosis and the Rashbam, it's not so that you have challah there, right? If you look at this again, it seems to be in the purest form of the halacha, there is nothing on your table at Kiddush. Everything, including the challah. Like I mentioned, the challahs are there because the challahs, 
occupy a different, a, 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 or I should say, the chalus serve a different purpose of establishing this as my makom suda. But you clearly see it's the same shultus that's quoted ultimately by Tosis and the Rashbam. The shultus would say not even chala, but I will say, okay, so I think our minag is to have the chalus there covered, covered. But it's clear that no other food should be on the table before Kiddush is made. Everything else comes out. So it's very important, especially if a person is having, you know, again, halavai. We'll get back to the, uh, we'll get back to the times as people, more and more people get vaccinated. We'll get back to the moments. We'll get back to the moments ultimately again of, you know, larger Shabbos meals in Mirat Hashem. I think we're already getting there in Mirat Hashem. We have to begin our proper steps towards getting back to normal Amir Hashem. Can't remain this way forever. So as 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 we as we continue down that path, Amir Hashem, you know, especially as you have larger meals, Zev, you could you could close it. Right? So, so especially especially as uh, as we go ahead and we, you know we can we continue there. So so remember it's when you have a large meal, it's normal to want to preset certain things. But that is a problem, ultimately, again, in Shabzud and Now, what I will point out, not for our topic today, is whether or not this is a din dafka by just Shabbos night or by Shabbos day as well. So this is a discussion in the postgame. The Pashtos, you don't, because remember, there is a distinction between Kiddush on Shabbos night and Kiddush by Shabbos day. But again, halacha lamaisa, one should avoid putting any food on the table prior to the recitation of Kiddush, with the exception of the Chalas. Right, so we'll stop over here for today. We will pick up with, again, last line over here starts a new sugya, so we'll pick up here tomorrow. not to go to hotels. Maybe. It might be. That's really interesting. I can give you a building to donate.